Thanks for joining us on another episode of Liberty Station. Uh, our guest today is a, a, a friend, and um, not just a friend, but an amazingly gifted young man. And I say young because at 57, this guy, uh, he's just still wet behind the ears. But still, he's got wisdom beyond his years, and what God has used him to accomplish is pretty fantastic. And uh, you're in for a tremendous blessing, I guarantee you. Uh, my guest is a young man by the name of Michael Seifert. Uh, he's married to an amazing woman, Sarah Gable. Uh, I, I like that. That's, that's her whole name, Sarah Gable Seifert. Um, first Sarah Gable I've ever met. But anyways, he kept telling me about how wonderful she is, blah, blah, blah. I hear that all the time. Then I meet her. I'm like, this guy tells the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know what it's like to marry well because I did. But uh, Michael is... Um, I, I, the founder of Public Square, and uh, you'll learn about it. And with me is uh, my co-pilot, and Bryce Eddy is going to kind of set the stage uh, for what we want to talk about today because there's a lot of stuff in the news, and when you hear what Michael's doing and then you see what we're facing, uh, not just in Canada but across the country here in the United States, um, I'm getting ready to head up to Adelanto for the launch of the truckers going to D.C., and uh, we're watching what happened in Canada happen in the United States. But um, fellow citizens up in Canada are facing unbelievable uh, sanctions and their bank accounts are being seized. And Bryce is going to cover all that. But then you're going to see the power of community and the need for it. And that's why we brought Michael in, because this is the answer to contend with these elites, this oligarchy that wants to basically steal our republic. And so, uh, Michael, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> See, look how young he looks. He's got a beard, but man, if I, I didn't have the beard. I look younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you look like Doogie Howser. That's yeah. why. That's why I grew mine, and then it turned white, and now yeah. I look really old. Uh, well, for both of you, I have beard envy because when I grow one, I look like a chemo patient. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Bryce, why don't you set the stage with some of the stuff in the news, and then we'll segue into what Michael's doing and what God's led him to, and how just tremendous uh, this company is and the inroads that you've made. And I want everybody to hear about it. So take it over, Bryce. Run yeah, away. yeah. So real quick, because I don't want to take too much of, no, uh, of your time, but um, there's a couple of things that are really important for us to understand about what's happening right now in Canada with that uh, you know, freedom convoy, which, by the way, do not get our bank account seized, but you know that could happen too here. Yeah, um, yep. But what they've uh, done recently is the actual organizer of that event, um, who was arrested last week, um, has been denied bail. Now, Unbelievable. Now contrast that with with the um, BLM activists that went and shot um, at um, a uh, Democrat, um, you know, nominee, uh, political nominee, just recently, got bailed the very next day. Right. Um, so, so we're seeing this sort of parallel well, world right and, now. And even in Canada, BLM riots resulted in burning buildings, uh, you know, devastated businesses. None of that has occurred with the trucker convoy. It's been a peaceful protest. Uh, I mean, they're having bounce houses and, you know, doing mm -hmm. snow fights. But, you know, other than honking their horn, which they stopped, um, there's been, you know, really no violence to speak of whatsoever. And they're cracking down on them exponentially harder than they did with BLM, which they didn't even do anything against BLM as the cities burned. Yep. So I just wanted to add that. Well, and to, to further that even, um, the, the Trudeau administration um, came out, I believe it was this morning or maybe it was uh, uh, late yesterday, and basically did an announcement saying, okay, you guys, you know, we've frozen your funds. You now no longer have access to your bank accounts. Um, but if you quit now they say quit doing illegal activities, but what they mean is quit protesting us, yeah. and then we'll unfreeze your funds. So hold you know, the narrative of of the government, and then we'll let you free. Hey, little people, let yeah. us you know as yeah. elites, political elites, uh, pat you on the head, and you know as long as you agree with us, you can you know move on your merry little way. And and the narrative is changing, especially in Canada. I mean, it takes an awful lot to get Canadians, as I've said before, yes. to rile them up to come to a place where they're they're the kindest people and the, the last people you'd expect to to do this. But as you're watching bank accounts getting frozen, and they've even tried to do cryptocurrency, but those are all processed through you know organizations and companies that they, they still have the ability to freeze that. Well, the uh, just today or this morning, the you know uh, owners of the you know crypto wallet uh, companies basically have have come out and said, oh, that's technologically impossible yeah. for us to do. So although they have made those hard requests, they don't really understand the technology behind it. 
So that does make things like crypto uh, more appealing. Yeah, interesting times. So, Michael, I want you to share with everybody what your company's about, because the significance of community organization and and the First Amendment, the right to peacefully protest for a right of redress of grievances against the government, where, you know, you, you, you have folks that this mandate of this shot being placed upon our children when more children have died from the yeah. shot than have died of COVID. Um, and, and watching as the VAERS website, depending on how you, 10,000 and upwards of possibly 24,000 deaths, including, I mean, you, you had you had less than 100 deaths with swine flu and they stopped the, the, the vaccine for swine flu. We're looking at 10,000 that are already listed and they say, well, you know, that's nebulous data. It, it requires duplication, massive uh, input from the doctors to be able, and the questionnaire just to fulfill a VAERS, you know, statement of an adverse events reaction, uh, for them to state that is just, you know, sleight of hand. I mean, this is, this is dangerous what's happening to our children, to our people, over 800,000 permanent disabilities. And, um, and, and now if you stand in opposition to the government narrative, what do we do? And, and that's what I'm so enamored with your company because, uh, I mean, how old are you? 26. You're 26 years old. You put this together, um, and, and it's, it's, it's hit the ground running. Um, and, and we're watching that you've already organized it in San Diego as well as a number of other cities. Tell everybody what it is, what you do, and why it's so important for a season like this where, you know, citizen journalists, podcasts, live streams, this, we can't go to the mainstream media. They're, they're following lock, stock, and barrel with the, the narrative of these oligarchies. And so this is, this is the best realm we have, and we have to go on you know, opposing um, websites. We, you know, YouTube censors us, but yet we've got Rumble. Uh, we've got our own website where we, we host it. So you know, we, we've got to get the word out, but there's going to be a time where they're going to try to seize our funds. They're going to try to come after us. Uh, how, do we, how do we combat that? Uh, because you know, they want to cut off the live stream, which is uh, you know, our finances. They want to come after what we've earned. This is our money. And, and the centralization of banks and uh, going after small businesses, which have been dev- devastated in California. What has your company done to alleviate this burden? And, and tell us all why God put this on your heart and how you came up with this idea, because it's brilliant. And that's it. No more talking. Take it over, no, Michael. I love it. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's a glowing testimonial. Thank you. It, the, the sweetest thing about this is to see it working and... The reason we know it's working is to hear stories of thousands of people that have reached out and have said my local community has changed because of Public Square, which is like the most mind-blowing honor that I've ever been able to witness. Um, I just feel so incredibly blessed that God's given me a front row seat to watch what's happening when local communities get transformed when freedom's brought into the center of it. And so I, I, it's interesting. COVID was, in my mind, um, a, a bit of a symptom of a larger problem. Like the response of COVID over the last two years was not necessarily surprising to me. I think it woke a lot of people up to realize, oh my gosh, I can't trust my leaders. Like yeah. I thought I might have been able to. I can't trust these mega corporations, even though they placate to little virtues every you know, a few weeks. I really can't trust any of these people. They're, they are so willing to destroy me and my family if the government says so. And we've seen fascism rise, real fascism, where it's big government in bed with big business, in bed with big, um, you know, basically media personalities that carry the message in order the propaganda be advanced. And, and big pharma. And big pharma, exactly. We've seen these organizations that are oligarchs really lumped together, and then they use big tech as sort of the medium to advance their message um, at the expense of the values that tens of millions of Americans hold dear. You, you look at big pharma, and, and to get, you know, through the... Uh, CDC and 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 the others to get your your drug approved. Yeah, you can you can give them money yep. to expedite your drug to come to yeah. the front row. Tell me something more corrupt than yeah. that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. just that's mind boggling. And now you see James O'Keefe with this whistleblower pointing this out that you can buy your way to the front of the line yeah. is unbelievable. Well, it's all it's all the things that we we believed right based on the symptoms that we've yeah. seen you know it's all the stuff that we that that we thought was happening um but then to see that you know being confessed to on video that yes. oh yeah this is what we're doing um is really unsettling and you see the nightly news it's it's as though every single news channel got talking points it's almost as though it's just parroting 
every single you, you can watch it and they're repeating the exact same line on every channel they got uh, the memo and they got the memo and then every advertisement is big pharma on these network yeah. news stations yeah. including fox amen yeah, yeah. and we, you know, I, yeah fox forced their employees to be vaccinated or yeah. negative test every day they're no better and so we we've tried to offer people in response to what we've witnessed over the last few years with the crescendo really being this tyrannical covid response We've offered people a way out from the system to actually unsubscribe from the corrupt systems of the world and embrace an alternate economy and an alternate form of local community where their freedoms are not only respected but protected in, in both freedoms of expression, freedoms of commerce, the ability to speak your mind and to spend your dollars at businesses that you know when the going gets tough, they've proven themselves to respect your freedoms. And Every, when you say freedoms, you, you also, one of the driving forces for you, which yeah. I appreciate, is freedom of religion. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. Because yeah. our mm-hmm. founding fathers said, if you lose that, you lose everything else. That's right. They are our first freedoms for a reason. And these businesses that are on the app, so basically the way the app works is we've got a mobile app. It's on iOS and Android. We also have publicsq.com, which is where you can access um, the site on a web version. Uh, this app supplies local community that's centered around freedom for the users and the businesses. And so the way that it works is you know, we've got tens of thousands of users that are engaged in the app. They've got a user account. They're interacting with businesses that share their values across Come Come multiple on. different industries. So we've got freedom-loving coffee shops, restaurants, hotels, bakeries, plumbers, electricians, banks. I actually was on the phone this morning um, with... Uh, bakers a, a, and candlestick makers. You got it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Everything under the sun. And we, we actually, you know, banking is a big one. In response to what's happened in Canada, we've really wanted to press in and make sure that the users in our community feel like they've got their banking covered. I'll tell you a story. We, early on in this company, had some publicity that um, was actually negative publicity about our company. The San Diego Union Tribune, one of the largest newspapers in the country, called Public Square a threat to public safety. And uh, it actually blew up our business. We were very grateful for that press because people saw it for what it actually was and said, this is a beacon of freedom. We had 20 businesses sign up in the next hour for the platform just in response to that piece. They're so far out over their skis. Oh my gosh. They don't even realize they're shooting themselves yeah, that the, the, they just they promote no. it by their negative press. Exactly. I mean, it, nobody trusts them anymore. The, the, the trust of the mainstream press is so low right now. It is. And one of the craziest things that I have ever been alive to witness happened just a few days after. Chase Bank called our company and said, I want to take a few minutes and ask you about your political views. And we said, that is absolutely a conversation we are not willing to breach with you. Uh, it's, it's so incredibly disrespectful that you would even ask us that. And we hung up the phone. Within a week, we had moved all of our money out to another bank. Good. We are now with a bank called Axos, which I cannot recommend enough. They're a freedom-loving bank based S- in Spell San it Diego. and tell them how to get through it. A-X-O-S, Axos Bank. You can Google it. I think it's axosbank.com. Um, but they're what, what makes them so special? Well, I'll tell you. Their founder is a believer. He loves the Lord, and he loves his country. And, uh, and they're a company that has stood up for our country and the freedoms of every individual at every single turn. Their staff is run by a set of principles that are closely aligned with the Constitution of the United States and the freedoms that are allotted and protected. Um, uh, the founder's actually uh, been an amazing guy on the front lines against mask mandates, um, standing up for the freedoms of students in schools, uh, standing up against indoctrination, whether it's CRT or other kind of tyrannical curriculum. How, how, how do they bypass the FDIC? Uh, I mean, this, this is, you know, you, you've, you've got government regulations and the attempt by big government to, I mean, they've got tools in their toolbox to yeah. suppress the freedom, especially for a company like this. How have they navigated that? If, if you, if you have any insight. Yeah. I, you know, they, they're, they're statesmen. So they're, they're, um, they've done a great job at, at building a company that is, um, resilient and they have a great communications team that's able to handle, um, any press with grace and, and really run forward focused on their central mission and not willing to listen too much to the exterior. And the other thing that they've really done well is that they've um, they banded, to, banded together a group of small businesses that do their banking. Individuals like me that will fight for Axos. Our company now does all of our banking through them. So you best believe if the government comes after Axos, we're going to fight the government yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that's helpful. People have really recognized, I think, through through apps like ours that there's strength in numbers. It's funny. We, we now have two 2,500 plus businesses on the app. Um, but early on, you know, I remember the first 50. I remember the first 50 that we would call on the phone and invite them into this experience because we told them, we genuinely believe this, and I still do to the core of my being, and it's only been affirmed as we've watched this journey go on. If you're a small business owner, 
that is willing to say, I respect the freedoms of every single individual. I'm willing to stand up for this country and stand up for our Constitution. If you're willing to say those simple things, your doors will burst open with people that will say, I will drive farther and I will spend more to prioritize your business. Those first 50, when we got them in the door and they joined our community and started to see the profits and then tell the story of how their business had been benefited, the floodgates opened. Come on. I, I think, so people I, I think are afraid, right? Yeah, they you are. Know, and so they want to be, be secretive, the fact like, hey, you know, let me whisper next to you, hey, I agree with all that you're doing kind of a thing, but they don't understand. And it's the same thing that happened with, with our church. Um, once we opened the doors, you know, pe- people came in in absolute droves, and the support was overwhelming. And businesses need to realize that that is the path, yeah. because more people who are afraid to also stand up will see you as a safe haven and and end up you know walking in your doors, and and you'll you'll be rewarded. Yeah. So true, and we're seeing it. You know, we had a hair studio that reached out just two months ago and she said, I hope you know I've had the best month of business I've ever had just from Public Square customers. We had an accountant. Her profile was only, her free profile, it's totally free for a business to sign up. Her free profile was live less than an hour and she had enough business in that one hour from Public Square to cover her entire coming month. Um, We're seeing this thing work. The other neat feature is that we added a job board to the app. We, We called, we had about um, this was in kind of late October, early November. We had, I don't remember, about 500, 600 businesses on the app. And we started calling a few of them and just asking, hey, are you hiring? Because we were seeing so many um, amazing individuals get let go, right. uh, terminated from their employers because of their religious, personal, or medical convictions. Um, we wanted to provide a safe haven for them. Employers that would love and protect their freedoms would not even ask them about their medical Come convictions. On. I love that. So we made a job board. And within the first week, we had 100 different companies on the job board. That's a great board. idea. Wow, that's awesome. so fun. I, I was so, up in uh, Battleground, Washington, and I'm, mm. in, I'm in a tent, and I'm with uh, Heidi St. John, and we're talking and talking about standing in opposition to the oligarchy and, you know, medical freedom. This woman stands up. She's an Air Force veteran. She's uh, active duty. She's a trained nurse, and because she's not going to take the shot, uh, she's being discharged from the military. She starts sobbing, and I look out at this, you know, tent of thousands of people and I said it's it's our responsibility as community to hire this woman and by the time she left she'd already had you know uh, employment opportunities is there an angle medically uh, for some of these folks do you have folks that that have medical businesses that are hiring some of these amazing nurses and you know doctors that were once considered heroes and now are zeros uh, because of these mandates of a virus that has a 99.7 percent survival rate um you know, that have been let go, even though they have the antibodies, they've all contracted COVID. They're, they were there from day one. We considered them heroes. They've got the antibodies. And now we are, you know, getting rid of firefighters. We're getting rid of police officers, yeah. sheriffs, you know, all the first frontline responders. And now they're, they're zeros in, in this, this attempt by government to take away uh, all of our freedoms. Any medical companies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been... Uh that was one I wasn't sure about because they have so many regulations. Yeah, yeah. And I've been so blessed um, and, and surprised in a way to learn that there are there is a vibrant freedom fighter community in the medical space. Yeah. We had a doctor reach out this past week, um, and this was one of the best emails we've gotten in this, this entire journey. Uh, a doctor reached out this week and said, hey, could you guys pull my two job listings for n- new nurses off of the job board? I hired them both <laughs> from, from Public Square's job board. Thank you so much. And it's like that, especially with nurses, that's a great example. It's like we, we got a nurse hired um, at a new clinic. She was fired from Scripps in San Diego. And then we got her rehired through another um, physical therapy clinic, actually. And she reached out to us. She had been working at Scripps for 10 years. And her word to us was, Scripps trusted me for 10 years with other people's health, but they now won't trust me with my own. And it was just this kind of sobering moment of what the heck are we dealing with? I mean, it's it's startling. And so we've tried to provide that solution. Well, you know what else they're doing right now that I find uh, odd? So there's actually been a couple of, I I think this was in Ireland, where they've had several uh, football matches that have been interrupted by people collapsing in the stands. Yeah. 
Okay. Un- unprecedented heart issues. Yeah, so this is happening all over the place, and they're trying to gaslight us by doing all of these advertisements and commercials and PSAs. Yeah, the weather's, that, the weather's you know, changing. You're going to have a heart issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or kids. It's not that uncommon for them to have you know heart issues and strokes, You know, different things like that, which, uh, which, again, is just this gaslighting sort of conditioning that they're trying to perform on us so we forget that, oh, wait, maybe there's a connection here yeah. but between these shots or even COVID. Bryce brought up a really good point at, at the onset of our program. How does this, how does this protect the little guy? And, and w- because we're coming into a season where th- they're going to take the gloves off yep. and, and like they're doing in Canada. Now, granted, uh, the president doesn't have as much leeway as the dictator in Canada does, especially invoking this uh, emergency act, which, you know, they didn't do it when, uh, terrorists shot Canadian soldiers yeah. and you know they never did it for that but and they've also said that they're going to continue this continue. thing in force yeah which remember any ground that they gain you know a, a, a tyrant or an authoritarian regime never lets go no and so they've already said that oh no we need to keep this in place because everything of, everything's an emergency know, yeah well yeah. How, how does it how does it protect community yeah great question uh, oh, thank of, you very much. Yeah, it is a good question. I'm, Every I'm getting, now and then. I, I, well, it's fun. I'm, I'm getting fired up because I, I'm personally, it's, it's neat. When people start a company, I admire entrepreneurs that start a company because they see a market hole. They see a vacuum that needs to have a solution brought to it, even if they haven't personally resonated with the need of the consumer. You know, I admire anyone that's willing to go out and solve a need, even if they haven't personally experienced it. What's very fun about this journey is that I have felt alone. I've felt like, golly, who are the people near me that share my values? Am I the only one? Am I going crazy here? Um, The gaslighting is so intense that you start to wonder, like, am am I the crazy one? All it takes is a few people to come around you and say, like, nope, I'm here too. And all of a sudden, the light bulb switches on and you realize, um, I am not as alone as I thought I was. I have way more power as an individual than I believed I did. And I'm a big believer that, like, if you want to change the world, you got to change your country. If you want to change the country, you got to change the state. If you want to change the state, you got to change your city. If you want to change the city, you got to change your backyard. And so for us, everything starts local. If I want to change the country, I've got to change my local community yeah. first. And what's been so neat is that even in my own town, you know, we're across the entire state of California now. We're heading to 10 more states on Monday, actually, February 28th, which is very exciting. Um, but even in my own region, I felt like I've made 5,000 new best friends. I love yeah, it. that's awesome. How many cities are you in currently? All of California. So you, you, you start, you, I mean, you've got Ventura going. You've oh, yeah. got San Jose. Yeah. If you're in uh, if you're Ventura, check it out. We just added some fun new restaurants this I week. I love it. So. Awesome. Now I understand you're you're expanding now nationally, aren't we you? We are. Yeah. And the, and yeah, there's a lot. So on Monday we're going to ten new states. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, which is great. And then we'll we'll uh, we'll be international before long. Also, I love it. which is very cool. Well, you know, what's wonderful about that, so, you know, in our business, on the security side of uh, the things that we do, you know, we, we have to uh, sort of, you know, predict things, and we spend a lot of times in, in intelligence gathering and, and understanding, you know, okay, where are things going to go? We try to provide some, you know, prediction um, just, just to, you know, help with allaying threats. And one of the things that we said from the very beginning, and we are on record predicting a lot of the moves that have been made here, but we talked about the concept of, you know, this is a central planner's. Uh, against those that want to remain decentralized, which right. was the concept of our of our you know country at the beginning. That's our right? birth certificate right there. One hundred percent. And so we we kind of coined the phrase community states mm. because I think when you're hyper polarized like this, that's exactly what's happening, and that's what makes us powerful. So you do have you know a community bank. You do have all of these things, and and you're you're creating the architecture for that right now. Through Axos, have you found other banks? Yeah, we have. Um, in fact, we're in conversations with one in Florida at the moment. We're in another one in California. Um, and I'll, I'll wait and mention until they're on the yeah, app yeah, live. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we've been shocked at how many banks are with us that Come we on. didn't even know That's about. awesome because that is one of the you know, core issues, of course, yeah. that, we're, that we're showing, right? And we're seeing. And that's one of the things that the World Economic Forum wants to do and our you know, Bond villain, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab, their whole idea. And by the way, one of their quotes from the other day in a video that I saw was, um, you want things to go back to normal, but normal was the problem. So, wow. you know, so their, their whole idea is that, I'm glad you know, I didn't they, see that video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they need to, um, <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> 
they their their uh, objective, of course, is with these you know uh, Chinese CCP style digital passports, yep. right? Yep. So that they can actually you have more turn you, you have more access or freedom depending on your submission to the narrative of the government. Yes, and Sorry. if you and if you extend that out, and they've actually talked about these things that if you do have digital passports and digital currency, then they can turn on and off what your digital currency has access to. Okay, you've had too much meat for the week. Remember, there's all of these oh, yeah. moves to restrict what we eat and and you know control all of those sort of things. So now your, you know, little uh, um, vouchers don't pay for essentially what they don't want them to pay for. Uh, with with the lockdowns, one of the things that it, that that struck me is the government was attempting to get everybody used to not working. Yeah. Yeah, and true. and I would say with Public Square, which has been an eye opener for me, is there's a it, it's it's attracting people who understand the Protestant work ethic, who understand that if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat, and that you find fulfillment as your hands labor, building and creating, and God created us to do that, not to you know uh, wait for something to show up at our doorstep and and think that you know instead of storming the beaches of Normandy to set people free from fascism, you know we wait at home for DoorDash to arrive. Uh, is that the caliber of employees and businesses that you're seeing? Is these are folks that just understand the value of work and understand the joy that comes with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I cannot give a resounding enough yes. Even what's what's really interesting is that I think we've had an awakening over the last few years as well that another Amazon fulfillment center with some more drones near my house does not make my community any more special no. or valuable. What does, well, you know what? We'll give some more examples. Um, another Starbucks that serves burnt coffee off of another highway exit um, run by an operator that really doesn't know anything about your community, doesn't value it, run by a corporate entity that matches employee donations to Planned Parenthood and all these other organizations that truly hate the freedoms of, of many Americans. Um, another one of those in my community does not make my community special. What makes my community special is the local coffee shop owner that I talked to last week who is grinding just to get by. She has a group of employees that love their job, that love to show their smiles. They're there for a purpose. She instills a company mission in every single hourly employee. It doesn't matter if they're working for minimum wage. They feel like they have purpose by serving those cups of coffee. Like I will be so excited over the next few years, as I watch more and more of those entities rise to the top, while Starbucks metaphorically crumble because millions of consumers say, you know what, I've had it. I've had it sacrificing my altar or my values on the altar of cheap convenience. I'm going with this other entity. Many of the, the businesses on the app, by the way, give discounted incentives for you to go there. Um, because we figured, you know, the only reason you go to a Starbucks is because it's convenient. You can order right. on the app. So yeah. what if we offered incentive to spend money in alignment with your values? Then we could truly change the economy. And um, so, yes, it, they're the hardworking people that make America special. And those are the stories we want to elevate. All right. I'm going to cross Starbucks off of our potential yeah. advertiser list. Yeah, All right. Let, let me let me ask. Star Socks is what <laughs> Yeah, no, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask. Uh, now they're not going to sponsor. No, oh, just kidding. <laughs> for sure. I already crossed them off. We'll give you other better <laughs> we, we, We're going to get his local. List on, and, yeah. and we're going to support those folks. All right. Convenience is still something people want. Yeah. And that's that's why people create objects. I mean, you know, the, nobody put a gun to your head and forced you to buy a, a smartphone. Yep. But the convenience of it is why people pay to do that. Um, do you have online retailers that participate in Public Square where, you know, instead of going to Amazon, I, I can go to one of these, these uh, online retailers that carry my values and still provide a convenience. Absolutely. We have a whole online marketplace. So the bread and butter of what we do will always be local, given the sort of philosophical background that we still want to uphold, which is that we really believe locals king. If you can change your local community, you can change a country. But we also have a lot of um, businesses that have said, look, I don't have a physical storefront, but I love the mission and I'm with you. Can I post my products or services, uh, both online retailers and virtual services? So I'm a virtual accountant, um, et cetera. We have now a whole separate marketplace for those people within the app that we're launching next week, which is exciting. And, you know, I could give you scores of examples, but we think we don't have options. And what I'm trying to do at Public Square and what our team is is, um, putting in a valiant effort to try to accomplish is helping people realize there are so many more options than we realize. 
Part of the other thing, and tying to your convenience comment, it's on us as people in the industry of technology to fight the convenience battle and to provide an experience that is values aligned and beats the kind right. of the other service. world at yeah. the, the convenience. So fun things we're adding toward the end of this year. We're adding ability for businesses to use NFTs for their branding. We're adding uh, the ability uh, uh, tell to them add, what NFT is. Sorry, non-fungible tokens. Super fun. Basically a way of decentralizing the process to digital um, assets with, within your company or your branding. So fun example, um, toward the end of this year, we're implementing things like if you're walking by a business, a business can actually mint an NFT as a discount. And so as you collect NFTs, basically digital art, like digital coupons, you can actually receive points as the consumer that you can then cash in for discounted incentives at these businesses. NFT. Yeah, you got non it. Non-fungible fun- tokens. Fungible tokens. You got it. Like digital it, artwork. Where'd you come up with the fungible? Yeah. Can't be recreated. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's neat. And then other things like ordering ahead through the app. So one thing that... Um, our CFO is a, an absolute genius, and he he pulled some of his friends, and he said, guys, why do you go to some of these other entities, um, even when you know they hate everything about you, and their quality is less? Yeah, amen. And all of them resoundingly said, I could order ahead through the app. And so we said, okay, well, let's get to work allowing for small businesses on the Public Square app to actually... Um, use technology within our ecosystem to allow for reservations to be set, ordering ahead through the app. So all of these things are things that are in development that will help us fight the battle on a playing field that will attract the people that are still drawn by that convenience. So so from conception to implementation, mm-hmm. what was the time frame for you? We, gosh. I mean, because we've been going at light speed. Yeah. Once once the tyranny hit and we started getting the censorship, I mean, you watch Rumble. I think last week Rumble had more views than yes. YouTube did, amazing. which is amazing. I mean, such a good job. Uh, and and Peter Thiel is one of the big funders of this. And you know, and you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe they don't align with my beliefs, but the reality is, if they're rowing in the streams of liberty, they are. Uh, you know, faith, Galatians three. Uh, the law is a guardian, a school teacher to point us to Christ until faith comes. If they're rowing in the streams of liberty and they're not fully aligned with our faith, faith comes by this law, laws of nature, nature's God. And if they're rowing in those streams of liberty, we need not relegate them to the secular progressive left because they don't fully fulfill or you know are able to check off every box of this litmus test of Christendom. Um, but we live in a pluralistic society. So, you know, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and, and we row together. So um, from, 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 con- from idea to completion, conception to completion, how long did it take when this whole thing hit? From the inspiration of it, I mean, you know, what you probably when you started, 24, I'm guessing? Yeah. Uh, well, so we, let's see. The idea has been inspired for years, but the idea really set in January of 2021. So okay. I, uh, 13 months ago, wow. we formally incorporated in February. And you're all over California. Yeah. And, and get ready to go into 10 states, go national and international. You got it. In, in 13 months. You got it. Yes, sir. Cut my legs off and call me shorty. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be my height. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we, you tell you what, like God has been... So our, we're not exclusively a Christian company. We very much um, uphold similar ideals to what you're espousing here, which is that... But, but let everyone know, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. And our entire leadership team is driven with this dream and vision that if people can drink from those streams of liberty, eventually they'll recognize its source. I love it. And so, um, you know, and actually you're the first person that told me this, Rob. Rob very brilliantly told me last fall, um, if you get liberty wrong, we're going to be arguing about our differences behind bars. And I think that that has been a rallying cry of our movement. It's like, we may disagree on a lot, but if we get this wrong, like we're, we're toast. And so, yeah, I tell you what, we have submitted this whole journey to the Lord from the very beginning of this. And I, I had so many questions. There were so many reasons I shouldn't have jumped in and done this. And God just was so gracious to just push forward and say, move, say yes, and I'll cover the rest. And so every step has been like a step of faith, not quite knowing what ground I'd land on, and he's supplied the ground at every single turn. So God brought you to the Court of Kings, because when you started out, I mean, your your dad, uh, you were telling me the story about you and your father having kind of a, uh, a falling out and a distance between the two of you. Your dad takes a job working at a camp for, mm-hmm. you know, Kids that have been wayward from their 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 parents, yes, and sir. and the the camp's designed to reconnect fathers with their sons and vice versa, 
and you participate in this, God brings a healing moment in your life. You and your dad are reconciled. You come to Christ through it all, if I remember correctly. And, you know, this, this, this means the world to you. It's inspirational. Um, God takes you on this journey, and, 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 you know, but still, even with all this, you're, you're not surrounded by money, and this takes a lot of money. So God brings you into the Court of Kings. You find funders. Uh, how does a you know, 25, 26-year-old find folks like that, make something like this happen? Um, I mean, you, you, you got a smile that's very disarming. You, you have a neat way about you. Obviously, you believe in what you're doing, so that's contagious in and of itself. But still, I, I've met a lot of guys with all those same traits that just can't get those doors open. Obviously, the Lord orders our steps. He opens Amen. doors that no man can open, closes doors no man can close. Tell us that journey, and you don't have to name names, but how God all of a sudden opens the doors and brings funders into this this movement. Yeah. I I don't want to be cliche, but uh, you nailed it. It is God. I, I don't, I honestly don't have... There's, there's nothing cliche about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't... We're looking for details of how we do it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's neat. We... I'll actually tell you a story. Uh, one of our largest investors, um, before we ever had a product in flight, because I had to go raise money on an idea, um, and just for transparency's sake, I mean, I, I had to raise $1.8 million before we ever even had code in the air in flight. In uh, and, and, and of that $1.8 million, you had none. None, zero. Yeah, zero. The 1. Big goose egg, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So we went from zero to that. And it's interesting, I had an investor that actually sat with me and I was showing him our pitch deck and I had all this vision and we were starting to write lines of code and, and really put the pieces of the puzzle together and I was really excited and obviously he could sense that excitement and I couldn't wait to show him our business strategy and our business plan and how we were going to make money and how we were going to make this thing work and how we were going to keep it secure and protected and private and all these things. And he looked at my pitch deck sitting next to me, and I'll never forget this. He's one of the wisest men I've ever met. Um, he actually put the pitch deck aside, and he said, I, I, I could not care less about what's in that deck. Uh, Michael, hold fast to your principles and loose to how you get there. Hold fast to your mission and loose to how you see it accomplished, meaning your strategy may change. You're early on in this journey. What's your mission? Let's talk about that. Yeah. And what was so cool is that he actually, he asked me two questions and he said, if you can answer these two questions favorably and I believe you when I see it in your eyes, I'll invest. So his first question he asked me was, um, what is your mission? And if I align and I believe that you believe it, then I'll, I'll, that'll check that box. Um, and I told him it's to bring freedom into the mainstream. It's that our world would embrace liberty, and because of that, communities would be changed for the better. The United States. I love it. We, you know, it's the average life, life cycle of a civilization is 250 years. We just celebrated 245 this summer in the United States. Like we got to make a choice. Tightler cycle. You know. And so I, uh, I, I actually I answered him, and I answered honestly. And he said the second question: Are you unwilling to give up? If you're unwilling to give up, if you're willing to believe that God has spoken, you're going to follow him, you believe that he's called you to this mission, if you believe that he's the author of your story, and I can believe that in your eyes, and you're unwilling to give up, then you've got my money. I answered those two questions, I guess in a way that was favorable, and I, I walked away with 360 grand. And wow. it, just on those two questions. And so... It's an arbitrary number, 360 grand. I know. Well, at the time, it was a percentage of the... the okay. Company. But right. I, I'll finish with this. Um, the The... the celebration and the glory for stories like that first of course goes to the lord he's the only one that could write such a story um it also goes to the investors themselves because there's a community of of men and women that have come alongside this journey and have said um i am excited about a return on finance obviously it's a financial investment we're not a charity exactly they, they're looking for an roi return they on investment are. Ex exactly i had one investor and this has been an echoing cry of every single one of the people in the investment community and i cannot tell you how grateful i am for this he said as excited as i am about the return on investment i am even more excited about the return on impact and Every day that I realize that we've got a group of people that are all believers and are all centered on that driving force, like I, I, I do not understand how, how I got so blessed. So, you know, uh, it speaks volumes to you as a person that Bryce sitting next to you is invested in a company very similar to what, what Michael does. And you're committed to it. And you, you know, but, but the reality is once you met Michael, you're like, well, I hope ours does well. 
but in the same respect, I wish I gave him some money. Yeah, I, be- I, <laughs> I believe in what this guy's doing. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, there, there's yeah, there's, and, and there's some similarities, but there's some differences. But yeah. but uh, but no, I, I think it's contagious. Is, it, yeah, at one hundred percent. And I think what you're doing is just so amazing, and and the fire that you have for it um, is is super inspiring. And uh, you know, we need more guys like you. Um, you know, with this energy, doing things to help save the republic. Awesome. Thank you. Now, your investors, have they done well? Because, look, uh, money is a representation of your contribution to society. If you haven't contributed, you're not going to have any money. But the greater the risk, the greater the reward. So they were buying into a share of your company, putting their hard-earned money into an idea that had nothing tangible to show for it other than answering two questions of inspiration. And they they put their hard-earned money forward. Has there been a return on investment for them? Yes, the... I can say uh, very confidently and, and with, with praise in my voice to the Lord that he's made this thing fruitful um, and not just impactful, but financially fruitful. The value of everyone's investment that took that early risk has gone up very substantially even in less than 12 months. And, and, so, and you reinvest in the company itself. Yeah, you know, that what's, what's always, um, you know, in the kind of high growth tech startup they're, 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 not, they're not putting in and then pulling out. No, and saying, yeah. no, no. What's so cool is that, um, you know, I'll, I'll just be candid. We, we had... Um, what's called a seed round, which is in the kind of startup space, an early round that's generally based upon an idea or early showings of promise. And then there's, um, you know, sometimes can be like a a pre and post seed, and then there's a bridge round occasionally. But what you're always waiting for is kind of a series A. And that series A is when you've got your product in flight, you have real metrics to show for it, you've got a growth rate that you can rely on, you're moving forward at a rate that is favorable to where larger dollars can come around and say, okay, this thing really has legs. Um, If we pour money in the gasoline on the fire here, this thing sky's the limit. Um, And what's just a a, a huge um, Cinderella story, if it can happen, is when investors that joined you in your seed round join you also in your Series A round because the valuation's a lot higher, the deal's not quite as good for the later because you're incurring less risk. Um, I was so blessed. We had six investors that were in the seed round that wanted more in the Series A even when they... So it's just... That's great. You know, I, I can't... Again, I can't explain any of that. Yeah, well, that's a that's a testament to what they're seeing, what you're doing, and and recognizing not just the value of it, but the value of what you guys and your executive team are bringing, and the momentum and all that is what they see. Yeah, I'm I'm odd man out because I'm sitting with two entrepreneurs, and I don't have that gift. Uh, It's just it's just not one God gave me. Um, I I love to bring inspiration to entrepreneurs, but I've just never had that calling. Uh, God's always called me to be a shepherd. I'm, I'm a Levite. You know, I, I, I live on the generosity of others. Um, but I, I look at the two of you, and especially you, Bryce. I mean, educational-wise, your education came from... Books. <laughs> books. I mean, you're, you're autodidactic. You're self-taught in, in that sense. And, and you, you learned everything from mentors. Uh, it's, it's not like you sat in, in a classroom where you got... Uh, abstract ideas and and then had to, you know... Oh, no, I went to LAUSD, which tells you a lot about my education. (laughs) (laughs) But but all of that is is something that, 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 that through the process of just engaging and doing it, you got an education. It was expensive, but you've been highly successful. In the same regard, Michael... Uh, tell us about your education, your background, because you're talking about seed investors, you know, uh, Series A. I mean, these are all things that you know you usually pull out of a textbook, but you're just spouting them off at 26, like you've got a you know a PhD in uh, business, you know, and masters in business administration or whatever. What, how'd you pull all this off? You you mentioned my father earlier. Uh, he he taught me so much. I I am so excited to be a dad one day and implement the lessons I learned from my own father, which, like you referred to, for a while I took for granted. And then I had sort of an awakening to realize, like, wow, my dad's actually really cool. I should probably listen to him. Um, <laughs> it, you know, you, you grow up and you think, like, oh, my dad, you know, dad wants me to Mar- do this. Mar- Mark Twain said that uh, my dad was an idiot when I was in, in junior high, and when I got to high school, uh, he, he got smart all of a sudden. I butchered the quote, but it's it's a long Yeah, something lines. like, I, you know, I was amazed to see how much he's learned. <laughs> yeah, how much he's learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my dad. You know, my dad's been, been in love with the same woman since he was 14. Come on. And, and I, you know, he's, he's had such an amazing 
amazing career and he's invested in cool projects and he's he's he loves the Lord and he, he lives this amazing life. I had this awakening one day to be like, golly, my dad my dad's not perfect, but man, like I wanna I wanna do that. And so he taught me a lot of lessons growing up that are just so invaluable. We had we had money Sundays where we'd talk about money and he'd give me financial lessons and and then I like Bryce loved to read, which was very helpful. My schooling, I, I graduated from Liberty University. And I actually still have never been to the campus. I did my entire school online before that was like a cool COVID thing to do. And I wanted to work full time right out of high school. So I, I tried to, I did a kind of traditional schooling method for a year, said, you know, this really isn't for me. I want to go work. I want to go learn um, practically. And so jumped into the environment and did online school with that which was just the biggest blessing. I don't like to sit still a whole lot, and so... Um, you got a little ADD. Yeah, yeah we can tell. A little bit of ADD. Yeah. I love it. So I, I liked the idea of working during the day and doing school in the evenings. Like, that was a really fun concept for me, and it, it paid off. So I was a political science major, which is just kind of... It's helped inform a lot of the philosophy behind what I'm doing today, and then the business and the tech side was more learned just through passionate endeavors growing up. Um, I also believe on, that... Tech, on the job training, yes, too. That, yeah, that, that yeah. helps. I've, I've learned from mentors, um, people that have paved the way that I'm so grateful for. You know, uh, one of our previous broadcasts, Mark Little, was talking about his dad, who was a Hall of Fame football player, NFL. And he, you know, he, he was absent growing up. And finally, when he rec reconnected with his dad, his dad started to go into this apology thing. And, and Mark said, stop, Dad. I don't need that. I just want a relationship with you. And... You know, we, we, miss, we miss the treasure that resides in, in the Father we've been given because we want something from them that they may not be able to give us, and we miss the things they can give us because we want that pound of flesh. We want that justification. Where were you, or why did you not, or what? And, and you know, it's to a man's benefit to overlook an offense. And, and just forget what's behind. Strive for what is ahead. I mean, and now granted, you know, when you're talking about molestation or you're talking about abuse, that's different. Yeah. But the reality even in that case is forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is putting the consequences of what they did in the hands of God so you can go on with your life. Um, and, and, you know, that way you're not in a prison that you've, you, you're holding the key and you can't get out because you're unwilling to forgive. The, the idea is... Um, Seek to find the things they can give you and clean up your side of the street. And, and in some cases, maybe there's not the ability to have a relationship, but there's so much to be gleaned because, you know, like I look at my dad, uh, who's, who's now passed, he's with the Lord, but my dad was the first college graduate in his family. He went on to become a captain in the Navy. He, he was with my mother his entire life. Uh, I, I don't remember praying with them, going to church, reading the Bible, but his life was one that was exemplary. Now, I can look at him and say, you know, you didn't do all this. And I miss the things that he did do and the things that he could give me. I mean, I'd watch him, you know, sit down and balance the checkbook every time. I, I watched the way he interacted with a woman who was a type A personality and loved her to the very end. Uh, there was so much to glean from him. But I had to put, you know, all my selfish wants aside to be able to see the treasure that was in front of me. Is that similar to what happened with you and your dad? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what's, what's, what was interesting is that as I learned some of my father's imperfections from his own voice, like when he was vulnerable enough to share with me that he's not perfect, um, it only made me love him more. And I think what's neat, too, is that, um, yeah, unforgiveness is like a poison, but it doesn't kill the other person. It kills you, right? Yeah. Um, drinking a poison and hope it kills the other person. Uh, the poisonous pill you swallow away, you wait for the person yes, you hate to yes, die. Yes, yes, yeah. And so for my father and I, my, my dad will be the first to tell you that he wasn't perfect growing up. He's been on an amazing journey and found the Lord when, in a real tangible way when I was um, you know, still a teenager. Uh, so watching my dad transform over the years and really embrace his faith has been so inspiring. And because we went on that journey together, like obviously there was a lot of baggage and hurts yeah. and pains for both of our ends. But I, I'll never forget, we had a conversation when I was, an eight, when I was 18 years old and uh, we just sat together and um, neither of us were the super emotional 
emotional type, but we just broke down with each other and, and shared how over the years, you know, there were of course hurts on both our sides, but at the end of the day, I was so grateful to call him dad and he was so grateful to call me son. And that's, that's just a, that's an experience that I hope and pray that everyone gets to experience. And if not, you know, I know that everyone's situation is different with their parents. Um, you know, I always go back to too, like seeing our heavenly father, the perfect father in moments when our parents are showing us their imperfections. Like it, it's just, I can't imagine going through this life without recognizing the heavenly father and his embrace of us as children. And as my dad recognized his heavenly father, his fatherhood of me here on earth only increased. I mean, it's just so cool. How that I works. think there's a, I think there's a funny phenomenon that we have, you know, growing up, you know, your, your parents are your, you know, the God of your life, yeah. you know, at those early stages. Right. And I, and I think that we assume or, or believe that they, um, had this great instruction book, you know, they've been through it multiple times, you know, like you imagine that they know so much better when you get to be a little bit older. Um, and I think the moment that hit me, cause I didn't talk to my dad for a year. My parents were divorced. Uh, when I was 13, they got back together at 19 when I was 19 divorced again. And I yeah. usually skip that middle one because it's awkward sounding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they got back together one month before my wife and I married when I was 26. So they, so they were, you know, divorced from each other a couple of times. Wow. Reconciled, wow. Uh, remained married until my mom died. Um, you know, suffered from Alzheimer's and and died uh, late last year. But uh, but my you know my dad, um, who was not a great provider when I was growing up, which which pained me a lot, and I and I had a hard time forgiving him for a long time for some of that. Um, he had to provide for my mother and you know do all of the very difficult things for the last couple of years with her. And I saw his journey in a wonderful way. And but but the moment that I forgave him for some of those hurts that I that I felt, you know, was when I realized that, oh, wait a second, this is all of our first time through this life, you know, and 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 maybe we don't all know better and we're all navigating and figuring it out in our imperfect selves. And then that was when I was able to, to, you know, really reconcile with him when uh, uh, my aunt who would be the youngest of the siblings of my father's family, had shared with me that uh, she remembered being on the church bus for vacation Bible school, going across the bridge to the church, and all the kids on the bus were laughing at the drunk on the bridge, and she was embarrassed because it was her father. Uh, It was only then that I realized that my grandpa was the town drunk, and my dad rose from the ashes of that misery. Uh, he was never home. He was never present. And yet my dad made a life of himself. And, you know, it's just, it's improving your lot in life and taking it to the next generation. And he made sure all the kids graduated from college. I remember when I came back from Tulane and I was going to enlist in the Navy to be a Navy SEAL. And my dad said, well, you're going to have to move out because you only live in the house if you're working on a college degree. And, you know, I, I liked Coronado and I liked living in the house. So I went to school. I got a degree. Um, and, and it, was, it was an interesting concept because he was so insistent on that. And, and probably today, looking at the horizon, he'd have a different you know, idea on all that. But back then, it was something he wanted for his kids. But you also look at some of the greatest problems in our country are a result of uh, unreconciled personal relationships. Uh, who's the pastor in Atlanta uh, whose son is now a pastor? Uh, Stanley. B- Stanley. Charles Stanley. Yeah, and Andy. And, and Andy Stanley. You know, the, the, the dad has an issue with the mom. The son doesn't forgive. You see these two guys, you know, just they've gone off the reservation and the struggle within Christendom of these two major ministries. And it just breaks your heart because it was never reconciled and the rest of the world has to suffer as a result of it. And the importance of reconciling. What a powerful story with you and your dad. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Does he live nearby? No, I wish. I keep trying to get him to move from Cal- to, to California, but that would require moving from Florida. Oh. And I oh. can't quite blame him that yeah. him and my mother would like to remain in the yeah. free country of Florida. Yeah. Don't yeah. blame him. I don't so, blame him either. Yeah. No. We just have him come visit a lot. We have Governor Envy. Yeah. Yes, yes we, we do. do. We have Governor Envy. All right. So, so for all the folks tuning in, how do they, how do they get involved? How do they become, if they're business owners, uh, mm-hmm. if they know businesses or they want to be a part of this company or whatever it is, what do we do? How do we support this? I mean, this is, this is the future. What do we do? Thanks, Rob. Yeah. So I'll talk to, to two different groups of people, to the business owners 
the best way to get involved is either downloading the Public Square app. You can type in Public SQ on your uh, Android or iOS de device, and you'll see a link right when you join that says Add Your Business. Totally free to add your business. Uh, the other option is you go on the website business.publicsq.com. Have, business. have they tried to come after your URL or your, your app? Yeah, they have, but we've we've got yeah we've invested all that money I told you about in uh, trying to remain secure. You got and we've friends. raised some more on top of that, and then more on top of that. And you got so, friends in high places. Yeah, we try well trying. We're we're you know it's interesting. It's the wild west of technology at the moment. Yeah. And so while while there are a lot of reasons to be in despair about some of the big tech oligarchs coming down and, and really cracking down, there's there are also a lot things. of yeah. phoenixes rising from the ashes. It's yeah. really neat. Amen. So um, business.publicsq.com is the best way you can see the entire business experience, get the entire rundown. If you're wanting to download the app, if you're wanting to join the community, you can type in Public Square or Public SQ in your device, or you can head to publicsq.com. The last thing I'll say is that we post a lot of fun updates. If we are not yet in your state, a great way to follow along with the journey is A, download the app and you can add yourself to the wait list right away. Um, but B, follow us on Instagram also. Official Public SQ is a great place to find us. And that way, if you're in a state that we're not in yet, but you want to track along with the journey, that's a great place to do that. And uh, we'll be nationwide before the summer in every single state. So we, Will you wait. go public or are you going to keep it private? Uh, we're going to keep it private as long as possible. Okay. Um, we're definitely not getting acquired if that's not in the books. Is there, um, is there funding opportunities for people to participate? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Thanks, yep. a, thanks a lot. Um, sorry. That's all right. But I well, wouldn't do it. Yeah, anyway. fo follow the journey, and uh, you know, maybe one of these. But maybe days, one yeah. of these days. Yeah. We're 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 enjoying the private journey. Um, we've got a great bought-in group of people, and we're we're honored to be able to tell the story in places like. Well, this. and if you want to keep from going woke and then therefore going broke, stay yeah. out of the you know the public offerings. Yes. Any closing words on your end, Bryce? Or no, this is just so great to spend time with you. I always enjoy it, and uh, you know, thanks for coming up and spending time with us. You and I met at Rise Church in San Marcos. We did. I, I'll never forget that. I mean, I, I get folks coming up all the time after I speak somewhere, and they're saying hello, and on and on and on, and I give my number out all the time, and I get tons of texts, and you know, I try to keep up with it, but you know, I get hundreds a day, and some get buried, and I just tell folks, just keep being persistent. I'll get around to it. And the Lord has this ability to, I hate to say it, but cream rises, and he kind of just puts a highlight on certain things. And I remember seeing you, and there's three other guys that were there, and I remember immediately the Lord just put on my heart, connect with that guy. Mm. And I, I think I extended to you, look, we don't have time to really talk right now. Uh, why don't you come up to Thousand Oaks and let's get to know each other? And, you know, to your credit, you did it and uh, had a chance later then to meet Sarah Gable. Um, and then I, I told Charlie about you guys. Um, and, and then I think you participated in one of the SAS events or one of those things yeah. where you, you were um, one of the businesses that contributed a sponsor. And you guys have hit it off. So um, it just it, it speaks highly of of your character and also the calling on your life because uh, I've, I've been just I'm, I'm richer having you as a friend and I've been so inspired Thanks, and blessed by all that you're doing. And it it brings encouragement to me because, you know, we're out there kind of giving uh, the ideology to to push forward with liberty. But you're the gears that are making it happen. You're, you know, I, I'm, I'm a forty thousand foot view, kind of setting just a vision, but but this is the implementation of that vision. And and I, I marvel that that God gives somebody giftings like He's done for you and Bryce. I, you know, I say this a lot, but it's true. I think to myself, you know, my toolbox consists of yellow pages and a credit card. I I, I can't build anything. I have the ability to talk, and that's about it. Um, but then when I see men like you that God has given this gifting to, to create business and, and, to, and to create wealth as, as people are benefiting. For wealth to be created, two parties have to benefit. I'm watching you provide this to a community, and it's, and it's an asset that people want, and they invest in it, and then their business flourishes, your business flourishes, and then the mindset to want to build community and protect liberty and free speech uh, I, I can't thank the Lord enough to, for having brought you into my life. I know I'm doing something right when God brings people wow. like you into my life. Thanks, so Rob. I'm just blessed by you. Thank so you. proud of you, too. And, and I hesitate to say proud because it almost elevates somebody when they say that of someone else. I say it as uh, someone who is speaking of their hero kind of idea, that I just I marvel at the gifting God's given the two of you men. Wow. And it's just I, awesome. I'm, I'm happy you include me in that, but I'm only good at choking people. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> That's, that's a gift, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, folks, uh, I have to tell you, this has been a, a wonderful episode for me personally because, uh, as you can see, my my love for this man is evident, and uh, my joy with what God has done to use him to bring about liberty and to protect community uh, and to allow entrepreneurs across the country of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, virtue, this idea of creating wealth so that people benefit, uh, that God has come that we might have life and life more abundant. And, and you have the moral law of the Ten Commandments and then the civil law that comes out of that in the Pentateuch. And with all of that, the reason why God gave these civil laws is to protect private property. When you honor God, you get blessed. Now, if you start running for the wealth and you, you, you neglect God, once you start getting these blessings, and, and you were alluding to the Titler cycle, the idea is from, from bondage comes freedom, freedom to abundance, abundance to apathy, apathy to dependence, dependence to bondage. And, and this 250-year cycle of societies and cultures. But then, you know, at 57 years of age, you think, Lord, is this going to turn around? And then you meet this 25-year-old, 26-year-old, 26-year-old. You meet this 26-year-old who is gifted beyond measure and sees the importance of liberty, has a love for God, more importantly, a love for Jesus, who is God, mm-hmm. uh, and, and is, is not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power unto salvation for all who would believe. He, he doesn't shy away from that and uh, understands... Uh, the idea of, of a um, pluralistic society and wants people rowing in the streams of liberty. Um, we are so excited because this is an exciting time to be alive. As you've often heard me say, Churchill once said of a man, he was cursed to have been born in uninteresting times. That's not true for us. Just like in the book of Esther, we, we, have, been, we, we have been born for such a time as this. And, and, um, and it's been a privilege to have Michael Seifert with us, Public Square, Public SQ. Go and check that out. He gave you all the locations where you can find him and to sign up your business and to get businesses that you frequent to sign up because you know that these businesses believe in liberty. We've got to protect this republic. We've got to protect free speech, and we've got to protect organizations that protect that because if we don't get liberty right, we'll be arguing our differences in prison. So thanks for joining us on Liberty Station. And until next time, it has been an honor to be with you. God bless you all, and I'll see you around like a donut. (laughs) Good night, everybody.